called uh, The Three Musketeers by Denny Martindale, spelled D-E-N-I-S. Maybe he's French. Maybe he's parlez-vous Francois. Yeah, dude. Who knows? Lady Marmalade. Denny, Denny, like Denny Villeneuve, although he's French-Canadian. Yeah, he's fr- but it's pretty much. Little freak. Little fucking freak <laughs> up there trapping beavers and shit. <laughs> up the Quebec River. Making goddamn French beaver hats. Like Denny Levant, star of Holy Motors. Uh, here we go. I'm trying to think of like a maybe like a regal voice to read this in. Get your get your Athos on. Get some pomposity. Athos kind of had like was that the uh, the John Cusack guy in this? Yeah, I believe so. He had kind of like a deep voice. He was like, "I am Athos." Do your do your best, Luke Evans. My best, Luke Evans. You he was he was a regal priest man. Your family lives by a code. <laughs> there you go. Three lion cubs like musketeers, renowned of ancient France. Though not so ancient in their years, their memory enchants. For there they were, rapscallions, as cunning as could be, yet not opposed to dalliance of wasting time, you see. The little scamps intent on fun still pace themselves at times, just lying quiet neath the sun, yet scheming future crimes. Not scared of mum, not scared of dad, they pounce without restraint, and though it made their parents mad, sometimes they thought it quaint. The little terrors, boys, of course, and you know what boys are. Each one thinks he's a tour de force, each one thinks he's a star. They're all deluded, nuts for brains, but winsome in a way. It's only through our joint complaints that they'll grow up someday. That was kind of like some Dr. Seuss shit, if you ask me. Yeah, it was. The rhymes in that were fucking simpleton level. Those fucking French and their simpleton rhymes. Fucking, maybe something got lost in translation. <clears throat> Denny Martindale's up there in fucking Quebec. All pissed off. like Writing, writing goddamn fake-ass hop-on pop about it. That wasn't even about the real Free Musketeers. No, about some goddamn lion, lion cubs. cubs. Man, I think he's talking about children's. Man, fuck them kids. He must have been, I'm a new daddy, and I'm gonna write this poem in honor of my, my sweet sons that jump around on my goddamn belly. I intend to have one kid, but my wife's super fertile, so mm-hmm. she fucking pop out three. Out of nowhere. The triplets of fucking Belleville. <laughs> yep. Free Musketeers. It's not just a candy anymore. Uh-uh. It's a film. This time they made another film out of it, because they made like a hundred movies out of this. There was one in the 1940s, probably. Yep. There was a there's old, definitely one in the 70s. There's definitely an old black and white one. The one in the 70s, I think, has a good cast. The one in the 90s is the one I remember from when I was a kid. That one had Kiefer Sutherland, Charlie Sheen... Oliver Platt, those were the three Musketeers. Yeah, there's the four Musketeers in '74. Uh, who who was in that? Uh, let's see. And then, of course, D'Artagnan was Chris O'Donnell in the '90s one. Chris O'Donnell should be in everything. He should. He should have just reprised the role in this. Been like forty-something D'Artagnan. Uh, let's see, Christopher Lee, fucking Michael York, Richard was Chamberlain. Uh, okay, the director of the Four Musketeers was uh, Richard Lester, who did Superman Two. Okay. He did Help. Motherfucking Faye Dunaways. Mm. Oliver Reed. Mm. Raquel Welch. Raquel Welch. Okay. Oh, he, that was a sequel to his Three Musketeers that he did. Oliver Reed, Charlton Heston, Raquel Welch, Faye Dunaway, Richard Chamberlain. Okay, there was a th- okay, Seventy three yeah, okay. was Three Musketeers. Seventy four uh, was Four. Damn, yeah. he was pumping them motherfuckers out. Yeah. Then the Return of the Musketeers in eighty nine. Uh, I guarantee, I'm sure there were old black and white versions. I mean, it's a fucking tale as old as time. It was written by Alexandre Dumas. Now, you said you read the book. I've never read I the did. book. I did. I read the book. It was boring as fuck. When did you read it? Uh, I want to say like ninth grade. Ah, uh, so maybe if you'd read it now, you'd yeah, I might, I might, more into it. Yeah, I might respect it a bit more. Into, into the prose. actual literature. Yeah. But yeah, as a young freshman in high school i was just trying to read about some goddamn sword, sword plays yeah, and, sword yeah. and it was like it was french like, zorro or something yeah exactly and it was like french like espionage and shit oh, like, really? lot, oh, like so double crossing is... and triple crossing oh, and okay yeah it got very like confusing for my young mind oh 
plot about various injustices, abuses, and absurdities of the old regime, giving the novel an additional political aspect at a time when the debate in France between republicans and monarchists was still fierce. Yeah, and it's a it's a thick fucking book too. I, I remember it took me like all of ninth grade to get through it. Did did the book come out before or after the French Revolution? I'm assuming before. From... Oh yes, the story was first serialized four years before the French Revolution. Okay. So. Before let them eat cake and the Bastille and off with their heads and all that shit. Before the French got really cool and they were like, let's chop some rich motherfuckers' heads off. Yeah, hell yeah, that was the coolest thing that the French ever did. It's true, it was. Mm -hmm. This one was made in 2011 by our old pal Paul W.S. Anderson, who we last saw directing uh, Resident Evil, whichever one we did. Afterlife. There was Afterlife Retribution. Was yeah, that the Retribution. One? The one with two Michelle Rodriguez's was the last one we covered, but yeah. we also did the first one. Yep. In October or November, we did one for a horror movie month and then one for a video game month. I think. Yeah. We're pretty close in between. I think we did the first one for a video game, or yeah, for video game month. I don't know. They're all the same movies. It, yeah, seriously, yeah. like because then I binge watched them all to catch up to where we I were did as well, and yeah. they just they, all they blend run together. together. Yeah. Uh, this one, I mean, you can definitely tell, just looking at it, I'm like, okay, that's a Paul W.S. Anderson film. The man has a sort of a concrete uh, style, him, yeah. style, for sure, yeah. I was like, the, the highest compliment I can give this film is the, uh, like, the set decoration and, like, oh, the set design. design all over. Fucking Fantastic. amazing. Great costumes. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the movie looks great. I don't know how much it costs, but it looks expensive. Yeah. Whatever money they put towards it, it ended up on the damn. And screen. I think I want to say it was like 3D when it came out. It absolutely. So it's like was, a lot yeah. of that, like the digital effects and stuff, kind of look plain on like a regular 2D mm -hmm. television. But oh, I imagine they the, were the, they were popping wild. The cannonballs mm -hmm. and the uh, the hallway at the beginning with the trap door. Yep. That was very Anderson, very Resident Evil. Yep. He likes trap doors. He likes things that spin it's very likes... like uh it's like a love of like raiders of the lost Ark. yeah like the all opening that kind of, of shit that, he likes yeah. geometry he likes uh mm -hmm. square and cube shaped things he likes symmetry he likes, likes filming his wife get sexy he does i mean straight up five minutes in mila jovovich mia mia jovovich mia jovovich i don't know how to pronounce it is she french canadian nah man she russian fucking french freaks dude french freaks french canadian freaks coming down wearing beaver pelts Mm-hmm. Fucking smoking opium. <laughs> yep, because that's what the French Canadians uh, do. Uh, Eating baguettes. Drinking fucking maple syrup out of those fucking hats that they wear at sports games that you put a beer in. It's yep. got the little tubes that come down the side of your face. <laughs> Straight up slurping syrup. Yep, but instead of fucking beer can shapes, it's goddamn moose antler shapes on the side of your head. Yep. And they're full of fucking maple syrup that they suck straight out of the damn trees. Actually, fuck, I, I don't, I, it must be in my room. I have a uh, maple syrup prop from uh, Kevin Smith's uh, Yoga Hosers. Oh, really? Uh, Safe worked on it, so he he stole it for uh, me. That's where he got uh Kevin Conroy to sign my Arkham City. Ah, uh, did yeah. he meet Yanni Depp? Yeah, really. He met Yanni. De I've met Yanni Depp. You met Yanni Depp. Yeah, we uh we interviewed him for the Sunset Strip. Oh, documentary. that's right. Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, he was actually like super nice. Like uh, he came out and like shook everyone on the crew's hand. It was like, oh, thank you. Like thank you. I was like, just, I took a nap in the fucking this production must truck been before he bought a billion dollar vineyard and got drunk got and <laughs> lost his mind took a shit on amber heard or whatever the hell he did no apparently all that came out apparently she was full of shit it's 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 a whole fucking rigmarole is it not cut and dry it's, it's not cut and dry either direction but sounds like so maybe both of them were fucking assholes hashtag believe women <laughs> i mean look i'm gonna believe anything the queen of atlantis tells me mm-hmm Mira, Nira, Mira, Nira. She, you know, she got cool Nimira, boobs. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. looked good and skin tight. Look, she's got better titties than you, Johnny. So. She does. She does. So. She's, game, she's got my belief. Yeah. Hashtag belief. She doesn't. She doesn't need a fucking earpiece to feed her her lines when she's working on movies. You know, Johnny Depp to me, he's just a white That son of a bitch. Uh, Three Musketeers, you might be wondering, what the hell is this about? I never heard of this before. Never before in my whole life. Well, let me tell you. This is our movie info, courtesy of RottenTomatoes.com, whom we're sponsored by. Yep. They pay us. <laughs> the, big, the big tomatoes. $10,000 per episode to name drop them and read from their website. Yep. Because they know that they're getting the big time top key promo from the boys in blue. Uh-huh. Not the cops. Us. Not we us. wear a blue uniform that says pod... 
I wear blue. It says Pod Fast. Chance wears red. It says Pod Furious. Yep. Sometimes we accidentally get mixed up and we stand the wrong side and people go, what's Pod Furious Pod Fast? And we're like, oh shit, switch spots with me. Oops. And then our shoes squeak as we uh-huh. slide along the floor. Or if like we try to take a selfie because like it makes it reverse like mirror mm-hmm. effect. Yeah, mm-hmm. sort of like when they put amber lamps backwards on the amber lamps uh-huh. so, so they that can you read it. read it in the rear view mirror. But if you but look at it, look normal, at it normal with normal eyes. Make no sense. Yeah, and don't make no sense, not at all. Unless you cross eyes or something. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin cross eyes. The hot-headed young D'Artagnan, Logan Lerman, joins forces with three rogue musketeers, Matthew McFadden, Luke Evans. That's the reason we're watching the movie, by the way. God Evans. Because you just last week you would have heard our Fast Five episode where we would be joined by Nikki, uh, and we're watching some shit to build up to Fast Six, and so I figured, hey, why not check out something to introduce our villain, Mr. Owen Shaw. Yep. And here he is in this, looking very Owen Shaw-like. He's one got of the, the OT. I everything. would argue one of the best villains of the Fast franchise. Yeah, I think, where do we rank him when we ranked our villains? Probably one or two? Yeah, he was, he was high he up was there. He was up top, yeah. Uh, uh, and Ray Stevenson. So Matthew McFadden, uh, he's on whoa, Succession. Whoa, 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 whoa. You just, you breeze right over that, and Ray Stevenson. Well, then I was going back to the top, because oh, okay. I listed Matthew McFadden first. I was going to say, and God, Ray I didn't Stevenson. even realize this guy was fucking British, because the first time I seen him, or remember seeing him, was on the TV show Succession, where he plays Tom Wamsgams. Is this fake Cusack? Yeah, this is the fake John Cusack-looking guy. He's John got a, Cusack. He's got a really deep voice. He does. It's kind of cool it's, sounding. He's booming. Yeah. I feel like he'd be good at, like, audiobooks and stuff. Oh, I'd listen. He's got a face for audiobooks. He should do an audiobook of The Three Musketeers, yeah. and then I could listen to yeah, it. Yeah, and not have to look at his John Cusack face. <laughs> yep. Fusack. I'm just kidding. I'm making it sound like he's fucking fuck ugly, like he's a goddamn Frankenstein walking around. He's I mean, not Frankenstein. He's not a Frankenstein. He just kind of looks a little bit like a low-rent John Cusack. He could honestly, like, you could put him and John Cusack in a movie like his brothers. Yeah, absolutely. And it'd be absolutely mm-hmm. believable. Although John Cusack would roll in wearing his fucking black hat like he's <laughs> hanging out in the back of a porno store. Yeah, just all fucking hung over. That's all he does now, DTVs with a porno hat. I think they kicked him out of Hollywood for being a communist or something. Really? <laughs> I don't know, man. You read his fucking could Twitter, be. the guy is... Fully radicalized. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit, I'm about to have to follow this man on Twitter. God, Cusack. He got caught by Hoover's Huack. <laughs> that, that was, yeah, J. Edgar Hoover, right? Yeah. yeah. He will, I jam J. Edgar Hoover. We out, here walk, we out here walking around with our goddamn Hoover pockets. I'm Hoover. Hoover flags. I'm here to stop the the pinkos. I'm Hoover. <laughs> Is that how he talked? Yeah, that's pretty I sure. just remember him from the fucking DiCaprio Eastwood movie. I'm Hoover. I'm Hoover. I'm secretly a queer. Wasn't he like a... I'm pretty sure, yeah, he was like very... banging Army Hammer in the movie or something. Very, like, repressed Repressed, and so he was taking that out on the fucking pinko fucking communists of Dalton Trumbo and all those motherfuckers. Yeah, dude. That son of a bitch. So McFadden... Uh, apparently he was on, uh, he's on a bunch of, damn it, I had his wiki page pulled up and then I fucking lost it. I'm really fucking up. Let's re- scrap this, restart the whole fucking episode from the fucking top. I oh, see, I always confuse, I always confuse J. Edgar Hoover and Uba? Herbert Hoover. Okay, Hoover, Herbert Hoover's was the damn. Herbert Hoover, like, I always think of, uh, Hoover flags, which was like the poor people during the, uh, the depression would wear their pockets inside out, showing that they don't have any money. Oh, no, I didn't but that know was, about this. that was because of Herbert Hoover. Oh. Because he was the president during some of the depressions. Oh. Yeah, and then there were like what, the Hoovervilles, like... Flag? Hoover flag is when you just, like, wore your pocket inside out because you didn't have any money. And then, like, the little shanty. To show, like, hey, don't rob me? or No, just, like, we're fucking broke because our government fucked us, right. like, and all the banks collapsed. And then, like, the little, like, shanty towns that were thrown together during the Depression were called Hoovervilles. Oh. Yeah. Hoover. Some, some fun uh, Great Depression I wonder history. if that's where the Hoover Crips came from. Could be. That Schoolboy Q is a part of. Yeah. They kept it going <laughs> from the 20s, man. <laughs> Hooverville all the way to... <laughs> Modern day. Uh, Matthew McFadden. This is what this is what threw me off on his wiki page. So he starred in a TV show called Spooks. Racist. Excuse me. Racist. Fucks. Excuse me. You fucking. <laughs> you limey fucking tea drinking motherfuckers. What did you call them? What did you call them, motherfuckers? Known as MI Five in some countries. I should hope. <laughs> you should call it MI Five in your home country, motherfucker. <laughs> 
Hey man, quit putting your We're fucking. We're not allowed to say spooks over quit here. Quit putting your American imperialisms on them. That Fuck don't mean it, the man. same thing. It's called reverse American imperialisms. We did it in a war a million years ago, and now oh. we're doing it again. One million years ago to this day. He played Mr. Darcy in Pride and Prejudice, and Daniel in Death at a Funeral. And he was in Frost Nixon. Oh, that's right, I know him from Death at a Funeral. Oh. Okay, was he a main man? Yeah, he, I'm pretty sure he was, was like one of the lead characters. It was characters. his death? No, no. No? No, the middle lead character isn't the one who died. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we were talking about Robin Hood during this movie, the Ridley Scott yeah. Robin Hood. He's in that, apparently. Oh, really? I did not remember that. He was in, uh, he was, uh, he was, uh, the Sheriff of Nottingham in that. Okay. And he played eye-gouging victim in the don't segment of Grindhouse. Nice. Wow. Great credits. Yeah, uh, the Robin Hood, so that reminded me, because you were talking also about, uh, the King Arthur that came out, uh, the Antoine Fuqua version, which actually had Mads Mikkelsen, Ray Stevenson, and Till Schweiger in it. Goddamn. So a lot of crossover there. Ray Stevenson, he did Rome, and then from there on out, he's like, I'm just going to do historical shit, mm-hmm. except for that one time I'm going to team up with the great Lexi Alexander and blow fucking Italian people's heads off uh-huh. as the Punisher. And don't ever ask me to change from having a fucking buzz cut, because that's, 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 that's all my hair does, motherfucker. I don't grow this shit out. The god of the buzz cut, Ray <laughs> Stevenson. Oh, man. So Ray Stevenson's in this. He's cool. Next time I go get my hair cut, I'm just going to bring a picture of Ray, Ray- Stevenson. <laughs> The guy will look at you like so. Like, so you just buzz it? Just chop it all the way off? <laughs> Make me look like Ray Stevenson. So are these, uh, do they, because when I saw Milady and it was Mia Jovovich and she's sliding around doing Alice moves, I was like, they must have invented her for this fucking movie, but. She's, she's a real character she's from in the, the, book. the book. Yeah, but she doesn't do that. <laughs> I, I'd imagine a lot of the characters don't do the shit they do in this movie. No. I'm sure there aren't airships flying around like fucking there should have been. But yeah, I know. Alexander Dumas would have never dreamed that shit up. Nope. He wasn't. He didn't have the uh, the collected editions of Da Vinci's fucking crazy machinery. Da Vinci's fucking demons. <laughs> da Vinci's demons. Were these his demons? Yep. These were... He invented flying goddamn warships. Well, the flying warship was the angel. Oh, the demon the was de- the Mads Mikkelsen yeah. one. That was even bigger and With had a, the skeleton. a skeleton pirate on the end of it. Yep. So here's, here's your cast. See, Logan Lerman is D'Artagnan's. Yeah. Now this Jackson guy, boy. I used to think he was a bit of a fucking little pussy, but he was really rocking the shit in this one. He was. He was putting in work. Oh, he was in 310 to you. I guess he was Bale's son in mm-hmm. that. Yeah. He was okay. also uh, Mel Gibson's youngest son in The Patriot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fury, that's right. Yeah, yep. he was in that one. Uh, Perks of being a wallflower. Fury, got... where Shia LaBeouf got his own tooth chipped out for the role. That's right. <laughs> God LaBeouf. Going full method. Now, the, this guy's biggest claim to fame in my mind is that he was fucking Alexander Daddario for a while. Whoa, he was? Yeah. This little fucking dweeb? Yeah. Got to play with those monster mm-hmm. titties? And looking at him, I was like, weirdly, they look more like brother and sister than yeah. they were a couple. He's kind of like just that plain-faced, like, round-headed... How old is Alexander Daddario? Same age, probably. Because he's younger than me. He was born in 92, I just saw. Daddario. I figured Daddario was at least, like, my age. Oh, no. She's older. Yeah, 86. Wow. Oh, damn, she's older than me. Robbing the cradle as they sit. Well, six years, but... Yo, way to go, Logan. Mm. Mm. I just became a fan of his. Yeah. he Alexander Daddario, of course, we last saw in Baywatch. Yep. And uh, he last uh, saw, he last watched her bay, the bay of pussy. Her pussy is the bay, <laughs> and his airship docked into the port. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, Orlando Bloom. They're clearly going for, like, a Pirates of the Caribbean type of audience with this. Yeah. Uh, right on down to casting Bloom as the Duke of Buckingham. That motherfucker. He had cool hair. He did. He had cool goatee. Yeah, cool goatee. Cool outfits. Uh, he was cool crushing hats. his lines. Like he was definitely like deliciously hamming it up. Yeah, he like he, I feel like he wasn't given much to go mm-hmm. off of, but he fucking like brought it. Well, it's not the kind of role he gets to play often because you think about like Will Turner and Pirates or Legolas, Legolas and yeah. he's just kind of like the bland, pretty boy action star. Yeah, and they let him really, uh, really chew it up in this one. Yeah. I needed more of him, I think. Yeah, absolutely. They, he was a cool villain. Yeah, that, like, I liked him a lot. And then they got just underplayed of, by Christoph Waltz, who like 
It, but never gets them, taken even down. Kristoff kind of gotten forgotten about. Yeah. It was more about Mads, and then they were setting up the sequel at the end. And then obviously the sequel never. Fucking come on, happened. that was never gonna happen. They saved a lot of cool shit for a sequel that's never gonna come to fucking fruition. Yeah. This is the Paul W.S. Anderson fucking go-to, is he'll always hint at something way cooler that's going to happen next time. Next time on Paul W.S. Anderson's... Right. Like Resident Evil, oh, whole time they're fucking underground, a little maze, and there's a <clears throat> damn little girl yelling at him. Mm-hmm. Weird then, little British bitch. Right. And then it ends, and uh, Alice going to the city, and you're like, hell yeah, gotta see the city this time. But then they got a director who was fucking... Uh, had cross eyes and I saw everything backwards like the ambulance sign. Yep. And he didn't know how to direct. <laughs> he had no uh, idea how to make movies. How to do people shooting guns or riding <laughs> motorcycles or nothing. Only thing good in that movie was the cool looking monsters. Yeah. Uh, fun fact also with Orlando Bloom. Yes. Uh, pictures of him and Katy Perry were leaked and he's hanging dong and dude got a monster dick. He's got a monster? He got a, he got a big wow. old cock. Maybe that was the alien that Katy Perry was singing about when she did ETs. Probably. I mean, he was uncircumcised, so that would make sense. Yeah. Oh, he, it was he, he got not, a he got a big uncircumcised. He didn't wiener. get it sliced off by the mm. three musketeer rapier nope. saber. No. Nope. What, what do they have? Is Those are rapiers. Saber. Okay. Saber. Sabers. Yeah. I. Uh, you know the word eponymous, which is sort of like titular. So uh-huh. you would say the eponymous musketeers. I call them the eponymous. Oh, eponymous. Ep is a or an ep ep. ep? Epi? The, the sword they use in fencing. Yeah. You get it? Which, I get it. Epionymous? Which is basically uh, an even thinner version of a rapier. A, th- a thicker version of a rapier would be Orlando Bloom's uncircumcised cock. It, it would be. I'm going to have to look up this guy's fucking You don't monster. remember? It was shared in the group chat like when it first well, happened. Really? Orlando, yeah. hold on. Let me Google real quick. Orlando Bloom. I'm almost positive. He was, he was banging Katy Perry, right? He had to. I'm sure. Oh, here we go. He's out. Uh, he's paddle boating. Yeah, he's paddle boating. He's got yeah. his dog. His dong out. Oh, he's got his paddle. Oh, okay. I thought that was a finger at first, but that's <laughs> yeah. No, that's his dick. That's his dick swinging right past his thumb. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's, yeah. There's there's better there's better shots he's of it. Packing, but for yeah, sure. He's... That one's pixelated. Yep. Katie's looking good. Pixelated again. There it is. There it is. Yeah, yeah, look at that thing a, hanging a, down to the thigh. He's a shower, not a grower, man. That's a knee knocker right there. Yep. I mean, it's no Affleck sized dick, but I mean, what is? It's true. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's a pretty. It's now a pretty we know dope why dick. Orlando has that swagger. It's because he's just packing and it's just bopping between his thighs. I mean, not only is he a good looking dude, but he ain't rocking no fucking needle. Nah, dude, man got man got meat. Mm-mm. Got it meat stick. No, it ain't no EP. That's a meat pie. <laughs> yep, it is. Christoph Waltz hot off of fucking Inglorious Bastards in this. Yeah, suddenly everybody wanted a piece of his yeah. ass. To the point that he got the Anne credit. Did he win the Oscar for Bastards? I think he did. You're I know the one he, who watches I know that he shit. won for Django, which is ridiculous because it's just the same exact performance from Bastards, <laughs> except not as good. Yeah, exactly. It's just like broader. He's speaking less languages. He's less threatening. Uh-huh. He's just... He calm more a pussy. Calm more pussy. He killed a lot of guys. He shoot a lot of racisms. Django had law kills. Mm-hmm. Django Fett's. Mm-hmm. Django Fett Unchained. I wish that's what the Mandalorian show is about. Just Django, Django Fett. Fett. Fuck yeah, man! Bring him back. That's Aquaman's dad. Yeah. Same actor. Give me, give me more Django. Hollywood, man. It's a time. It's a small town. You might think looking at it. This is just us speaking as insiders. Mm-hmm. No one. I actually know somebody who works on the Mandalorian. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is it John Favreau? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> is it Carl Weathers? No, that's my friend Lisa Altman. She uh, oh, Lisa. she was associate producer on that um James Franco joint I did Yosemite. Ah, Yosemite. So she Sam. actually she actually hit me up because their second AD was like kind of green, and so she was asking me like any tips I could like give. To like you know help him and shit. Should have been like yo, just fire his ass. And fucking get me on this. <laughs> Pretty show, much dude. did. Pretty sure I was like hammered when she was messaging me. So I probably at one point like slip my name to John. And then immediately I was just trying to like weasel out some Indiana Jones information from her. Ah, fuck. Because her mom before like the whole thing went through, which these plans were shot to shit. Like her mom had revealed that like they had been planning on like recasting indiana jones oh. but then harrison ford the whole deal stipulation of him coming back to a force awakens was that they had to contractually give him yeah an yeah, indiana jones I another indy kill off so. kill off solo give me indy yep <laughs> i'm old and crusty uh, actually on that mandalorian show gina carano also in fast six alongside yeah. luke evans and 
I actually have a Gina Carano film planned for us to watch. Nice. Hey, let's just decide right now. Next week, do you want to watch Michelle Rodriguez or Carano? Let's do a Carano. I, I feel right. like we've done a fair bit of next, Rodriguez. Next week, we'll be watching Steven Soderbergh's Haywire, starring Gina Carano, Channing Tatum, Antonio Banderas, Ewan McGregor, uh, Michael Fassbender. Oh, but FYI, just to cover her bases, uh, my friend Lisa, when I asked her about Nina Jones, she was like, well, even if I did know anything, I couldn't tell you because of NDAs. Right. She went to law school. She She's not trying to get team. fucked. Um, Before the SWAT team fucking peers yeah. through the window with an ACOG scope and a fucking red dot sight and paints yeah, my dude, fucking goddamn, chest with your brain. They send fucking Captain America's yeah. after me. Fucking Winter Soldier, my ass. Goddamn Winter Soldier comes in with his metal arm and he sticks it up your butt crack or something. <laughs> <laughs> fucking rips my guts out from Hail, my butthole. Hail Hydra's. The Hydra is uh, Orlando Bloom's dick. Yeah. Cut off one head. Well, actually, he didn't get one head cut off, so he never had to have a second never had one to grow in his back. place. Nah. That's what happens when you get circumcised. They cut the head and peen- tip of your penis off. And another <laughs> one grows in his place. Yep, and you have two splits. It's like an <laughs> a- AV adapter or whatever. <laughs> AV adapter dick. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Stevenson, Porthos, Evans, Aramis, McFadden, Athos. Who was your favorite of the Free Musketeers? Uh, it had honestly, I wanted a whole movie of just Evans and Stevenson. Like those two seemed yeah. like the coolest boys. Yeah. Like Stevenson got drunk while like Evans got like philosophical and shit on him. Yeah. And then like Stevenson just made like one-liner jokes. Well, Evans' whole thing was like he was almost a priest. Uh huh. And then he decided to become a mus- mugateer. A mugateer. And now he like prays for all his victims after he fucking kills them with a goddamn sword. Yeah, he's one of those type of guys. He said they deserve to get killed, but they still deserve peace. Yeah, beautiful sentiment, I believe. I liked him. He was a cool. He was a, he was a rip off of an Assassin's Creed character. Yeah, he even but... had the hood and like the cape and yep. shit, and was fucking. But I dug it. He looked like a, a anime Weibo girl at a fucking lunch table <laughs> or something, running around his fucking cape. Yep. Didn't we have some fucking, fucking dumbass who wore a cape? Or, oh, no, we had a, the cat girl. She there was a cat, like cat girl. Ears. She probably wore a cape, or there was somebody else who knew her who wore a cape. There was I, a few weabos. I think whatever. what I'm picturing is uh, Tokyo Drifts. Uh, blockers with the, the mm, weird... The Asian lesbian Yeah, woman, who yeah. wore a cape. Yeah. Um, damn. And, she, and she carried off Bobby Hill's daughter. Yeah, that is Bobby. Yeah, Gideon yeah. Adlin. Yep. Pamela Adlon's daughter. Uh, Luke Evans, cool guy, very Owen Shaw like in this. You know, he's he's just uh, he's got a temerity to him, and he's uh, <coughs> like I said, same goatee, a little bit longer hair, had yeah. him cool reading glasses at one point. Dude, he like oozes sexuality. He does. Like he is. He does. He is sexy as fuck. He is, man, and like in a rugged way. Yeah, I'd go gay for him. He's a oh, gay, yeah. he's an open gay man. Oh, he is. Yeah, I, I had no I feel idea. Like we've talked about this. Uh, Maybe you I was probably Maybe hammered. We, probably, we both probably were <laughs> probably wasted. But yeah, he's uh, he's out and proud. So that, good, good for him. Damn. Shit, I'm about to go gay and fucking mm-hmm. chase this dude down. I'm about to find this man at the local fucking gay club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Have him stick a Three Musketeers bar up me. <laughs> Fill me with his creamy nougat center. I will say the only fun time I've ever had at a club was at a gay club. Yeah, yeah. I got a. Uh, we got baited out to come out to this club. It was we just pitched to us as a club. Was this a uh, James Franco? No, it was. I was actually with Price. Oh, really? yeah. It was like one of the first few like chicks we met out in uh, California. And she was like, oh, yeah, come out clubbing with us." And I was like, "Man, I fucking hate clubs." And then Price was like, "No, come on, man, we gotta go." I was like, "All right, fine." Went out with him, and then we got there, and it was a gay club, and, like, Price started, like, freaking out. And meanwhile, I was just, like, getting fucking hammered, like, having a blast, yeah. dude, chatting up fucking gay dudes. Buying you Getting drinks. goddamn styling tips. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. And then I went out, they and, They gave uh, you a queer eye for the straight guy makeover right there in the fucking club? And then I forgot all about it, and went out, fucking shit-faced, bought a hot dog, it fell, <laughs> it fell on the street, and I fucking picked it up and ate it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Mads Mickelson, Rochefort, Ro- Roche, Rochefort, cool, cool hat, hat, cool eye patch, kind of cool eye patch. Uh, this is he's had like a uh, missing eye or eye patch in like three movies now at least. Yeah, because there's uh, Valhalla Rising, uh-huh. the Nick Reffin one, the Viking movies. Yep, then there's this one, and then in that uh, shitty Netflix movie Polar that came out a few months I ago. I still haven't seen it. It's not good. That's I, mean, I you, haven't. You, if you watch it loaded, you might enjoy it. Okay. It's one of it, those. I just found it kind of obnoxious. 
I didn't like the villains, but Mickelson's good. Okay. And the actions. I mean, he's always bad. good. Yeah, but he has he gets his eye fucked up or something towards the end, and he gets an eye patch. Now, do you think that's like a actor choice, like that he's constantly like, like I just need like, a fucking eye patch. I need an eye patch. And he had a bleeding eye. In he Casino had a, Royale. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Casino Royale takes place partly in Venice. So does this. The beginning it's in true. Venice. <clears throat> Same universe. Yeah, they must be. Yeah. Rochefort, his great grand great great grandson. Is Lashif. Yeah. Must I could buy it. And then alternate dimensions of this character is Viking Man mm-hmm. and Polar Man. No, see, that's Polar even Bear. further back in his, his, right, his family Man. history. Oh, yeah. Viking Man, long lineage. Because the Vikings uh, actually, like, at one point, fucking, like, raided into Paris. Uh, oh. Cool thing. A dude, they actually did this in the show Vikings, but it wasn't, uh, uh, not Ragnar, um... Ragnar Lothbrook, it was uh, actually, like, one of his kids. Ragnaroks? They, uh, he, like, wanted to be, his whole ploy was he got baptized as a Christian. Right. And then so he died, so everyone thought. And so they have a funeral procession, like, taking him into Paris. Oh. And then he popped out of the fucking casket. Trojan horse did. Yeah, and fucked up Paris. Viking casketed it. Like a fucking badass. Paris, um, Paris... Look pretty, uh, pretty much like a piece of shit village in this, but there's some cool palaces, and then they had the Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Almost lit on fire. Yeah, the fucking flaming airship crashes into Notre Dame, and I was like, what is this fucking premonition of real life? Yep. Because as we know, we saw it on the news, giant dirigible got flown into it, like the end of fucking Black Sunday. Uh-huh. Terrorists goddamn blowing up the Notre Dame. Uh-huh, and got a little on fire. Taking out the fucking most beautiful landmarks of Western culture and civilization, it's an attack on the fucking white race. <laughs> uh, my, uh, I think we can agree our least favorite person in this cast was James Corden as... Yeah, that fat Parfait, useless fuck. Or the fuck this guy's Parfait. name. I don't know. <laughs> fucking... Fucking tub of lard. <laughs> fuck this guy. Fuck, like, there's so many opportunities they had to like blow him to fucking pieces uh-huh. or like get him fed Just to show sharks. A cannonball rip this fucker in half, yep. dude. Or, like, him die after eating fucking uncooked poultry uh-huh. and fucking fish. Yeah, get fucking, what'd you say, mercury poisoning? Yeah, get like mercury poisoning, die. Or just cut his fucking character out of the movie because he was totally dude, unnecessary. Useless. Fuck this guy. I did like that the Musketeers always told him to shut up. At least they agreed. This guy's a fucking piece of shit. And then they just shipped him over here and gave him a fucking late night show because nobody knew who he was. They were yep. like, oh, look at this charming fucking British guy. I guarantee there's some kind of sinister sex shit going on, some kind of weirdo fucking stuff behind the scenes with this Corden motherfucker. Corden's dungeon. I was just reading the other day, there's some kind of fucking WGA meeting with all the late night writers, and he came into the meeting, he was the only late night show host who showed up, and he was fucking advocating to lower the pay of the late night writers or something. Fuck him, that fat piece of shit. That sucks, man. Fuck you, dog, your show's not even funny, you're not funny, and you know what? If it weren't for the writers, you wouldn't even have a fucking show. I think the TV execs needs to pull the rip cord on James Corden. Mm-hmm. Send him back to fucking England. No, nah, drop him in the fucking channel. Let the fucking gators eat him. Yep. Because we know there's gators down there. The English channel gators. Yeah, how else did the fucking king... Why else would the kings have moats in the fucking 1500s If you're not filling them with gators, right. it's waste. That's the whole point of building a fucking moat around your castle, so you can put a gator inside it mm-hmm. and eat anybody who try to come and invade. Yeah, and it would look like the end of Temple of Doom when the mm-hmm. fucking... The, the Mullaram Mullaram, motherfucker, yeah. he falls off and get fucking eaten by a gator. Uh-huh. Real life shit. Honeydew shit. Juno Temple in this. The Queen. Look at My point. Queen. Till Schweiger, our boy. Yeah, dude, Till. Was he, he was in something else we watched on this podcast, and I can't remember yeah, what. Yeah, he was. He he surprisingly, like, pops up in little roles yeah, throughout, he, like, some pretty big movies. He's only in movies. this at the beginning, yeah. And he's, like, doing mugging faces yep. and shit. He had me cracking up. And, Till's uh, cool, man. Yeah. Hold on. I'm looking. He's in Atomic Blonde, which we'll have to watch at some point for Charlize and yep. David Litch. Yep. This means war. We watched a while back. Um... Dude, uh, my favorite Till story was uh, I was walking uh, on the studio lot, and this man was on like a fucking plank on a ball uh-huh. with just a cigarette in his mouth, shirtless, balancing. just fucking balancing on this ball, Working doing his app, and smoke. That motherfucker smoked like three packs a day on set. God, Till. God bless him. Um, this movie. 
You want to give a quick rundown of the plot? Because I feel like we haven't necessarily delved into it. You you uh, usually do your little uh, your little recap. You want to do like a five or ten minute recap? Sure. All right. All right. So, team of three musketeers show up uh, in Venice. They are there to fucking steal some blueprints from Da Vinci's vault. Da Vinci's vault is heavily guarded, like the Peruvian temple at the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right. Mila Jovovich does cool Matrix moves through it. Uh, then they turn it into like a toilet bowl because they blow a hole in it and all the water drain down. Uh, Till Schweiger has to run away from water. It's comedic. Uh, Mila Jovovich, uh, she fucking double crosses them and Orlando Blooms comes in. And they're like fucking not poisoned to death but poisoned to unconsciousness. Yeah, and he talks. Uh, they they made him talk because he's all blurry and he, his voice is kind of like. Rah, 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 and I couldn't understand. I didn't know what the fuck he was saying, dude. This is weird. This is how I would describe. Orlando Bloom's character. <laughs> yep, pretty much. So they get the plans for the airship? Uh-huh, so he steals the plans for the warship, and uh, fucking, you know, then we got, uh, we cut a year later, and little Percy Jackson boy is sword fighting with old man on a hill, and... The his, old man, his dad... The old man, the dad... Was Dexter Fletcher, uh, who... I most remember from Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Okay, I thought he looked familiar. Yeah, he also stepped in to direct Bohemian Rhapsody after Brian Singer got Oh, that's caught. the dude who's doing the Elton yeah. John film? Yeah. Oh, Dexter dope. Fletcher. Yeah. Good on him. Uh, so then he, like, son, go out there, be a musketeer boy, and, uh, you know, fight, love, and make mistakes. Like, totally just fuck up, be a, be a kid, enjoy life. Uh, sends him on his way with his dumb horse, Buttercup, or some shit. Stupid ass looking gigantic fucking black and white horse. Yep, man shows up in fucking Paris three days later. I mean, must have been riding like the wind. Mm-hmm. Immediately fucking picking a fight with the one dude in town who has a fucking eye patch on, Maz Mickelson. Which like, dude, if you're gonna pick a fight, like, start small. Don't just immediately go for a dude with a fucking eye patch. He's seen shit. And plus, well, he's seen shit with only one eye <laughs> for a lot of the time. Yeah. But plus, he's sitting there hanging out with uniformed guards who have the uniform yeah. of like the fucking like straight Templars or like something. French government on yeah. it. Yeah, these guys all work for the fucking yeah, not the best squad to right. fight. I don't know what the fuck this guy was thinking. And also, he shows up and well, he's fighting with his father, and his father gives him the sword. And we're just supposed to believe that like this guy's immediately an amazing fucking fighter, and he's like a crazy adventurer. Yeah. But we never saw any of that shit before this. Like. They should have started off when he's in his little village, like him uh, wreaking havoc or something. Yeah, like start his, causing trouble. Right, and then have his dad be like, no, we gotta like hone your skills. And, and then like, maybe I'm gonna a... teach you a lesson, and then like right. they go sword fight, and he's like yeah. giving him like life lessons and parting right. him. You gotta with, use like, these these uh, these zany skills for like a for force good, of fucking yeah. good. Right, yeah. exactly. Like, I'm an old ex-musketeer, I used to do cool good shit. Exactly. Like, but... Live up to your name, bitch. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't, he goes and picks fight with one-eyed man and his group. Um, immediately, fucking, he's trying to fight, because he's like, you need to apologize to my horse. And Maz Mickelson's like, fuck your horse. And, uh, he gets up, he turns his back on Maz Mickelson, when he turns around, Maz Mickelson just fucking shoots him. Uh, but his sights were off, so then he shoots the guy who was supposed to sight his gun. Yeah. Uh, no. No, I think he just beat him up. I thought... Yeah, he did. He did. It was like his right-hand man, it was this weird little dude who was there the whole time. Oh, yeah, he shoots that other dude. Towards the end. Towards the end. He was like, oh, clearly his sight's got He's a bad boss. Yeah. He's an evil man. (laughs) Uh, So then Milady Jovovich fucking is like, oh, he cute. Let him go. Um, He ends up getting into Paris, chasing down Maz Mikkelsen, running into people like a fucking asshole. Uh, Makes Pathos spill beer on himself. Uh, (laughs) Pathos. Pathos. Logos, Pathos, and fucking Ethos. Yep, yep. The three mucketeers. (laughs) The three mucketeers. Uh, fucking embarrasses Ray Stevenson, which, and again, picking fights with people, Ray Stevenson is a big man. That is a mm-hmm. dumb fucking fight to pick, dude. Break your fucking shit in half, boy. Uh, yep. So, ends up picking a fight with all three musketeers, tells them to meet them in this park at noon, one o'clock, and two o'clock. They all show up at the same time, because they're boys, they know each other, they have history, right. they go back. Uh, so then, they're about to all beat up this fucking little brat boy, and, uh, fucking all guards show up with Mass Mickelson's guards. And uh, immediately the musketeers fucking kill like 40 people. And this yeah. is back in the days where you could kill 40 fucking cops and people would cheer you on as mm-hmm. the hero that you are. Mm-hmm. Goddamn you know, right. Not like today. Um, so then fucking they're like, oh, come back. Come chill at our pussy palace. They show up. James Corden's fat ass just being, <coughs> bless you, being fucking annoying. I gotta say, cool co- uh, fight choreographies when they were fighting. Yeah. The, the movie like starts off very strong. Yeah, yeah. Up through this, I was I was fully with it. 
Ray Stevenson beating dudes up with fucking buckets uh-huh. and shit. He doesn't use his sword until the end of the movie. Yeah, because everybody's like, he go he goes to reach for it, and the guys run away, and then that's when everybody started cheering. They're like, yeah, yeah, and fuck them cops. There was fucking guys doing goddamn sorcery shows in Paris, fucking uh-huh. spitting fire and fucking eating swords and shit. Looked like they were cool yeah. entertainment on the streets. Yeah, of Paris. man, they must have had some fucking jesters and some fucking chainsaw jugglers uh-huh. hanging out. True crazy ass town uh so then fucking they're all at their house whatever and fucking they get called by the dandy fucking king and they they explain this in opening narration this guy was like a child boy king yeah like his, his dad Papa got assassinated uh-huh. assassinated yep got assassinated and then christoph waltz was like show or some shit and he was the leader of the church and he wore a fucking red pope outfit yep he basically kind of like uh uh f murray abraham in the new robin hood movie yeah very much yeah. like him yeah um, so then Christoph was like, oh, you gotta fucking punish these muffucketeers. Mm-hmm. And so they show up at... Muffucketeers. Muffucketeers. Because they get so much goddamn <laughs> pussy. pussy. Yep. So they show up, they show up at the fucking kingdom palace place, and, uh, fucking Juno Temple comes out, and her pussy just fucking soaking up mm-hmm. for these fucking muffucketeers. Goddamn right. And, uh, the king's Creamy like... Creamy nougat sinner. And the king's like, yo, fucking stop fighting these guards, but at the same time, here's some gold, and let me get you some dope new threads, mm-hmm. and, yo, show up at my parade. So... This is where the movie got real boring for me. Yep, this is where it's just all talk, no no pokey poke, yeah. stabby stab. And the espionage and all that shit was boring. Not, not good enough. No, because fucking uh, Orlando Bloom shows up in his warship, mm-hmm. uh, King is all jealous, because he's a little punk, mm-hmm. uh, fucking Mila Jovovich does some, like, weird fucking entrapment shit with, like razor wires and shit she also beats up dudes and takes her clothes off on the roof which is yeah. clearly just an excuse for anderson to pull his pud to this yep. like you know he shoots this footage and like luxuriates in her long legs so he can go home and crank it he's yep. like yeah baby that's my wife he probably doesn't even fuck her he probably artificially inseminates her with a fucking turkey baster, turkey baster. after jacking off to her action scenes uh-huh which hey man let your fucking freak flag fly yeah dog. dude you gotta do what you gotta gonna, do get off i ain't gonna kink shame you homie nah dude if you're gonna that's what makes you come that's what makes you come right. dog he probably makes her squeeze into a fucking cube or a box with fucking uh, geometric symmetrical lasers coming across it and shit. And he's like, if you get out of this, I'll fuck you. Mm-hmm. And I'll stick this fucking turkey baster up inside your cunt. <laughs> yup. Yup. I fill you with my creamy nougat center like the three muggeteers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Open yeah. the palace doors to your fucking Juno temple. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're on a roll. Yeah. Uh, so she, uh, Mia Javish does spy shit to steal jewels from Juno Temple's temple. Uh, fucking Orlando Bloom makes King Boy all jealous, like, trying to allude to the fact that he has been inside Juno's Temple's temple. Mm-hmm. Um, Christoph Waltz is just, like, luxuriating in the fucking mayhem that is ensuing between these people and their egos. That's a bingo! <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Musketeer, they're just fucking, they're, they're doing Muffeteer shit. The three-lawn Musketeers. Three-lawn. <laughs> Hello. Elon. Elon here. Oh, man, I just saw you in Iron Man 2s. Here, I was summoned. I still get a residual every time they show the Iron Man 2s on the FX network. Elon get a check for 47 cent, and I put it toward my new actual real gunboat airship based off prototype that they stole by Brooklyn 4 for the the three land musketeers was what it is originally called and then i was kicked as a consultant off of the film by paul western southwind anderson and then i had to go and build a tesla rocket and show him up show him that i put him under the dirt now did, were you planning on putting him in the car that you sent to space i was yes paul western southern wind anderson was out and he was researching new project for like a uh he was going to do a dead space film because he always do the uh video games the dvd game uh dvd game uh discs and he do the film adaptation and he say i must go into space will you uh, uh send me into a simulation elon and I say, oh, of course, Paul, Western Southwind, Anderson. I put you inside this car, and it's going to be a simulation. And then, but then uh, we had sort of a falling out because he was working in uh, Three Musketeer at the time. And I said, you must call it Three Lan Musketeer because you are using my design for the airship. And he kicked me off the movie, yada, yada, yada. Uh, take my name off the design. So that was your ship and not Da Vinci's? Absolutely not. 
No, actually, Da Vinci stole everything from me. That when makes I sense. Go back in time with my real flux capacitor mm-hmm. uh, that I use. Uh, that also design stolen from me by Hollywood Tinsel Towns when Fake they make uh, Going Back to the Futures. Fuck is Spielberg's mm-hmm. and them types. That was when I was just a young boy living above a diamond mine in South Africa. Uh, my parents, they cut off the limbs of anyone who tried to steal the diamonds. They bring them to me. They make a, a beautiful, dazzling diamond necklace. They say, here, little Elon, here, little Elon. And I take the diamonds and I harness them using the laser power. And I create another uh, time machine. And I, say, I send these ideas to Tinsel Towns. And I say, make a movie where a man gets inside a car and drive real fast. And he go uh, back and uh, he tried to fuck his own mother. Like I wanted to do above the diamond mines of South Africa because she gave me such a beautiful diamond necklace mm-hmm. made from the severed limbs of the uh, African men. Did you ever try to make Frankensteins out of these African men's? Uh, yes, I did. Well, uh, some people tell me this is against the laws of nature, but I say uh, that these don't count as real men and that <laughs> I was going to glue them and stitch and sew them together and create like a... A Frankenstein, like a homunculus. Yeah, because then they could they could dig the diamonds up better. Yeah, they would be real strong. I would make them twice the size of the real uh, large men. This was also the Goro from Mortal Kombat was stolen from me by Paul Western Southwinds Anderson. That son of a bitch. Uh, I was trying to make a forearm Frankenstein to dig. He could dig twice as many diamonds and jewels up out of the South African uh, Rhodesian mines uh, faster, quicker than normal men. Damn. Man, you were just, you were such a, a fucking... A pioneer. Yeah, you are. A pioneer of all things great. Thank you. Yeah. I just, I'm a real fan of your work. Oh, well, maybe I offer you a job. Yeah, please. Unless you have employment with another entrepreneur that I do not know about. Um, I mean, I think that you and my other employer, Jeremiah Honeydew, could, could do great things you together. You work for a Jeremiah Honeydew? I do. That son of bitch. He creating an army, a... A rival army of Frankensteins to rival... With gators. Made out of gators. Yes, I've heard about this. Rumblings about this. Through my uh, virtual Slack app on my Elon Musk Tesla telephone. Well, you know, maybe you offer me more money and then I can... You uh, can I never signed an NDA. A spy within his honeydew organization. I could. Well, then you get word into my Slack channel and tell me all about this Frankenstein experiment. I will. That you do. I'll have to, I'll download the uh, app and I'll start sending you pictures yeah, yeah, over the Elon this sphere. This honeydew bastard, he's going down. I hear all about him down in the deep south. This is the one place I cannot get my Elon tentacles. Yeah, those southern people, they are, uh, they're very picky about who they allow into yes, their... Yes, yes. They shun you very quickly. And you being from Africa, I mean, you may be white in your skin tone, but to people in the South, they, they hear, hear Africa, mm-hmm. they, they don't hear, think good things. They hear my voice and they know I am full, 100% mm-hmm. Negro. Yeah, they think Yep, they think you're just like the, the Sean Patrick Flannery film Powder, where he was just a very powdery looking boy. Mm, that's exactly it. Probably another idea that was stolen from me at some point. Probably. Yes. Elon can go anywhere. Uh, West Coast. Africa. Back into time, into outer space using monkey mobiles. Mm-hmm. And yet, one place I cannot go, the deep American south where the gators roam and the riverboats go on the bayou. Yeah. Jeremiah Honeydew, I he, must he'll stop you. conquer all and I will take out my enemy, Jeremiah Honeydews. Now, I have one question just in terms of employment. Yes. Do you throw cool masquerade balls where women are hanging out with their pussies and their boobs out? Threelon Musketeer will not hold a masquerade ball. He will hold a most epic uh, 80s party where you come dressed as your favorite most epic 80s characters. And Are we, there going to be naked women? Uh, well, Grimy is going to be there. Uh, and she will be, uh, since she is inside the mainframe now, <laughs> she, uh, she will be like a, a simulacrum of an AI and... Uh, she extends to everybody, and you can view her uh, nudity form on the computer screen. So she's like Cortana from Halo. Absolutamente. Yeah. And um, uh, Halos stole that idea from me as well. I figured. Yeah, it makes sense. Bunch of perverts and pedophiles over at Bungie Games in 343 Studio. Yeah, those motherfuckers. Fucking pedophiles, all of them. Honeydew, I smear him as a pedophile. Uh, Paul, Western Southwind Anderson, he pedophile to me for stealing my idea for Three Line Musketeers and the airships that was used. Uh, the epic steampunk uh, aesthetics that I was bringing to the table, he stole them all from me. He is a monster and a pedophile. Uh, 
Uh, just about everyone who is possibly my enemy is a child fucker. Yeah, sounds about right. Yes. You must really have it out for Hollywood. I, that's Tinseltown, my number two enemy behind this Jeremiah Honeydew. Makes sense, yeah. I will take them all out. Take down Kevin Spacey, take down Brian Singers. Okay, time to strap on my jetpack and fly out of here through the ceiling. Nope. <laughs> Oh, plaster just dropped oh, on my that head. son of a bitch. Fucking Elon, you got a hole in you. I hope it doesn't rain. You have to turn it into a skylight or something. Yeah. Man, that Elon guy, he must have been really coked out. He, he was all over the place. He really like, sounded I, like he had been on know, some what drugs. What the fuck he's talking about, dude. He got a robot grimy that shows her Pinocha. <laughs> That's right. It's wild Who knows times. what's going on with that chick? She's fucking turning into a climate change fucking proponent or something. Yep, you know. Doing some all kinds of weird shit. Taking on Elon's big dick will do rolling crazy around, things to you. Rolling around the fucking dirt. Mm-hmm. Getting grimy. Getting slandered by Azalea Banks. Yep. Whatever the fuck was going on. Well, apparently Grimy said that Elon had a big dick, so oh, he's got she monster, may have gotten huh? slandered. Orlando Bloom-sized, some would say. Some would say. Yeah. He's probably, like, genetically enhanced. He's got Frankenstein dick. So they come to the uh, England. Yeah, so there's like the this airship, whole plot where they have to go get the jewels. jewels back or otherwise the dandy king will think that his girl is cheating on him with Orlando Bloom, which I mean, who wouldn't be? Because he sucks, Orlando so Bloom rules. What it was was Waltz was trying to get uh, France to go to war with yeah. England so, so he, he figured could take over. If he could cuck uh, the, the dandy king, right. then it would start the a war. Berries and cream boy. Yep, it would start a war. So then uh, Juno Temple sends the four musketeers now to uh, England to get back to Jules. They have mm-hmm. five days. Run those jewels. Run those jewels. That was her order. And uh, so they go to England and they fuck up the Tower of London and like blow shit up. And then they come back on their airship. But then Maz Mikkelsen had another bigger airship with skeleton on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they trade the jewels for the girl, and then he beats the fuck out of D'Artagnan's old bitch ass. The girl was like the queen's handmaiden or something. Yeah, her handmaid tale. Constance. Yeah, Constance. Ooh. Um, and, uh, yeah, so then they big fight with air battleships and go through electrical storm. I was a little disappointed by this airship it, battle. This whole fucking, like, finale was just boring. Some of it like, was good. There's some good bits of action, but... There was potential there, and yes. like, they didn't capitalize on it. Like, I wanted zip lines going between the airships, yep. and people fighting along the outside. Yep, and, like, like, cool sword yeah, play. Yeah, Mickelson versus the musketeers on the skeleton. Well, they really, stuff. like, turned down the sword play in the back half, where, like, the, instead there's, yeah. like, guns and shit, yeah. and I'm like, this yeah, isn't... like, a, a spinning turret that Luke Evans was wielding. Yeah, when I go to see a musketeer film... I'm thinking swords. Yeah. Not fucking Gatling Give me guns. a fucking four-on-one fight. Christoph Waltz, they were training him at one point. Yeah. Like, These are the moves the Musketeers are going to do on you. And then he never sword he never, fights. No. And Which, so it's like... I guess they were saving for the sequel? I, or, I, I guess. So yeah, we could have had this great sword fight with like Mickelson. And... Why did Bloom never get the sword fight? He stood in the tower. He didn't do anything. He just got up. shot yeah. at. Um, yeah, just a lot of squandered potential. They half-assed it. They half-assed it because they thought they were going to make money. Yep. And then they didn't. They didn't. And now we got Three Musketeers 2 script sitting in a fucking dustbin somewhere. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, they end up crashing into the fucking uh, place that Dame burned down. Yeah, Notre Dame. Uh, they fight among it, and then fucking D'Artagnan fight Mickelson. That was a good story. Which was fight. cool, I yeah. Liked I liked one, it yeah. on the rooftop and everything. Yeah, that was, a good, that was a good little fight. Um, And then D'Artagnan killed Mickelson, and they crash land ship in the fucking front yard of the palace and there's like a ball is about to happen in like the middle of the day i always thought that balls happened in the evening but mm-hmm. i don't know this dandy king is fucking weird he was horny he was horny he was trying to get that juno temple um trying to plow that trough and so they play uh christoph waltz basically against himself because he gave mila jovovich a letter it was like she can do whatever the fuck she wants right. the king basically looks at christoph waltz and calls him a white cocksucker yep exactly and, uh, yeah, all's well that ends well, I guess. D'Artagnan gets the girl, Constance, and, uh, fucking... The three Musketeers go all for one, one for all. Assos or... is like, yo, I fight for these shits now, yeah. and... They put their swords up, but it's, like, the worst backdrop I've ever seen. It's, it's, like, it's not good. It's, like, this, it's, the, the camera tilts up, and then they're, like, in front of a fence. Yeah. Like, you think maybe... A rod like, iron gate. <laughs> like, it seemed, uh, again, half-assed. Like, you thought they would stick it up, and maybe you'd have the, uh... I don't know, the palace in the background. But then or that cool like giant were, statue that was like yeah. out front of the palace. Or like, or like something that represents the people, rather. Yeah. Maybe there would have been like, like you could, I don't know. 
Yeah, there's just know. it. There's a there's a lot of these fucking. I don't know exactly what a musketeer is, but there's a lot of fucking fighting for the queen and the king in this, and not the fucking people. Yeah, I guess they are technically like the king's guard, and then the so cardinal like had his super own soldiers. guard. Yeah, babe, they're like Captain America's. I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's not good. When you talk about three musketeers, all for one, one for all, I'm thinking they're like fucking going out, like highly elite sword motherfuckers, doing it for the fucking the the regular folks yeah. out there, man. I like they're they're Robin Hoods, right? That are just on the, the payroll. Three musketeers of the king. should not fucking represent the fucking uh, the bourgeoisie, right? Exactly, but they kind of do in the I feel book like as well. They do in the book. Mm-hmm. That was Dumas' point: is that the musketeers fought for the fucking. Well, it's their like enlisted by the king but then like the whole like character turn and everything is like them becoming more for the people okay well that's exactly what yeah. i wanted to see yeah like i mean that yeah right. which that, would make that sense, makes, sense with the way arc, right. which would make sense with like the way the whole story starts where like they do this giant like heist for the king and everything and then they're basically just kicked to the curb because they fail right. And so they're living amongst the poor people. Like, they should then, therefore, want to fight for the poor exactly. people. Exactly. Like fucking Guy Ritchie's King Arthur. Yes, exactly. This is a king of the fucking people. I mean, that, that obviously, that sounds like a fucking a redundancy, or not a redundancy, but hypocritical or whatever. Yeah, there's Having no a monarch who fights for the people. But look, he hung, hangs out with a kung fu guy and a black guy, and uh-huh. they hang out around a fucking round table where everybody's equal. Yep. And he represents, he hangs out with the fucking hookers and defends them, dude. Hell yeah. What fucking king do you know that would do that? Only God Hunnam himself yeah. fucking run around fighting with a alongside a giant snake, fighting a fucking demon June Law. Dude, honestly, probably the best King Arthur movie we've ever had. Absolutely. No fucking question in my mind. Fuck this royalty shit. Fuck this fucking fruitcake fucking king wearing his fucking stupid cream saver fucking top hat. He got fucking, fucking high heels. His little fucking bloomers. Uh-huh. Fuck the fucking queen. Well, I'd like to. Yeah, June Temple hot. Fuck Christoph Waltz. I don't give a fuck about none of these motherfuckers. I'm trying to hang out with these fucking Parisian sword swallowers and fucking fire breathers. Yep, they're for the people. I don't. Yeah, we don't get enough of these fucking people that are cheering on the three musketeers for murdering the cops. Yeah, all these people, like, you would think that the musketeers had turned to, like, right. helping the people, but... End this shit on fucking Bastille Day. Have fucking Marie Antoinette getting her goddamn... Fucking face sliced titties off. Titties chopped off or whatever. Getting them cut off, like, at the fucking Here's deli when they cut up hams. Yep, just... <laughs> like Mickey Rourke's fingers in The Wrestler. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, overall, this movie, real bummer. <laughs> real. It's There's so much potential that's just wasted. It was, like, like we said earlier, that first, like, 20 to, yeah, like, 20 minutes. Yep. With, uh, it was Daniel dope. coming into town, the sword fights, the introduction of the musketeers. Cool it was stuff. swashbuckling. Yeah, it was swashbuck- fun. The movie needed more swashbuckling yeah. and less... Gunplay, like, weird fucking, like, turn-of-the-century yeah, guns. Even the gunplay, I'm cool. Like, the airships, I like the sort of steampunk... Yeah, that's cool, but like, it's like the focus turned too hard onto that, where I'm like, let's not forget the cool sword stuff. The swashbuckling fell by the wayside, yeah, absolutely, we needed more of that. Uh, But, I mean, cool action overall, Anderson's a good action director. You could give that man, like, two goddamn action figures to do an action scene, he'd still make it look cool. I mean, he basically uses the humans action figures his wife in particular uh-huh oh well, that's a that's uh, a fuck doll that's a that's a human fuck doll that's a human real doll um <laughs> bought her from russia put her in movies that that long fucking stretch in the middle where it's just like here's the diamonds is the queen wearing the diamonds we're stealing the diamonds all this shit is orlando, the dandy king getting cucked oh yeah what color fucking outfit is orlando bloom wearing oh my god that entire segment is just like shut the fuck up just wear the cool outfits man i don't care yeah they dude. did look cool they look pretty i liked them wear whatever the fuck you want to wear dog do yeah. you d'artagnan at one point tells him to be himself yeah i know i called him a fruitcake but if he likes wearing them fucking heels hey more you know, power to more him. power to you hank hill bobby hill up in this dang uh-huh. it bobby dang it wear the high heels if you want that's how I fucking feel. Yeah, I'm with it. But uh, no, instead it just, it, the movie gets fucking boring as hell mm. with little slices mm. of like, where I'm like, ooh, okay, is it like, are we about to like get back to the cool shit? Mm-hmm. And then we don't. We don't. Yeah, overall bummer. Yeah. Needed, bummer of a movie. Needed more swords, more fucking people fighting on the outsides of airships. 
Need more, uh, need to be more like mortal engines. Yeah, or fucking just more like goddamn Guy Ritchie's King Arthur. Yeah. That yeah. movie fucking rules. That's, that's the gold standard for old-ass fucking sword update movies. Yeah, sword and sorceries of history. Did you see Mortal Engines? I'm not going to lie yet. and say it was great, but like it's definitely... Is it fun? It's got the same sort of thing going on as this movie, but done better, I think. Okay, I have it downloaded. It's something like I was kind of curious to see. I mean, if see. you want to see people fighting in fucking airships and gunboats and about things it. like that and doing zip lines... Honestly, after seeing this movie... I want to just do a double feature of The Mask of Zorro and fucking King Arthur. Yeah, I want to throw fucking Zorro in there. I haven't seen that since probably my childhood. Dude, Mask of Zorro, fucking, it, it still stands up. <clears throat> Maybe I'll do that in the 90s, uh, Three Musketeers sometimes. Yeah, soon. there you go. Just don't watch the sequel to Zorro. Even the most liberal viewer is likely to echo Milady's thoughts of D'Artagnan. You are very amiable, no doubt, but you would be charming if you would only depart. Call it the Robert Downey Jr. meets Sherlock Holmes effect. A classic popular adventure gets overblown, juiced up, and generally CGI-ified. This version of the Musketeer story can't decide if it wants to be an old-fashioned tale of swashbuckling adventure and palace intrigue or a cheeky effects-heavy rethink of some iconic characters a la the Guy Ritchie-directed Sherlock Holmes. Why is everybody taking shots on Guy Ritchie's Sherlock Holmes? I don't Holmes? know. Well, this guy was saying it, it doesn't know if it wants to be, and then it's like two cool things that I liked about the movie. Yeah. And not like the this version doesn't know if it wants to be all kinds of boring shit or cool stuff. Yeah. I don't know. These fucking reviewers. Every time you think it can't get any stupider, it gets right up in your face, calls you bro, and gets stupider. I don't know about all that. Yeah, nah, it's too far. I wouldn't say they thought it was a... It's not a bro movie by any Not at all. I mean, they definitely make it a little silly and a little uh, vulgar and, like, updated for the times. It's a Paul W.S. Anderson film. Yeah. Like, it's just the through. script was lacking. Five-star review from Letterboxd from a woman named Vicky. She said, this film is dumb, but I love it. Hell yeah, Vicky. I remember watching this in the cinema and practically crying with glee because my crush on Logan Lerman was at an all-time high after seeing Percy Jackson the year before. Written by Alexander Daddario. <laughs> Fun. Five stars from Bob123. PWSA stage as the most beautiful and intricate set pieces in the world and he shows off his humorous side in this film, which is shameless in its irreverence to its source material. Light and perfect. Okay. It's so imaginative, just pure unharnessed joy at every second. Nah. I don't know about that, dude. Unharnessed boredom through yeah. a big chunk of it. You want to see pure unharnessed joy, check out Fast Five, watched and reviewed by us last week. Uh-huh. Uh, wine, 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 four and a half stars. Absolute fun and warm-hearted adventure. Mm, all right. Yeah, I'm telling you, you know what? It would have been fun and warm-hearted adventure if the fucking Three Musketeers fought for the fucking... People. The proletariat, baby. Yeah, dude. Stand up for poor people. Yeah, stand up for the fucking working class and throw this fucking king out of your airship into the channel and let the fucking gators eat him. Yep. Throw the king out. Throw fucking James Corden out. Yep. Throw fucking Christoph Waltz out. Let the gators have him. Yep. I don't want to see him no more. You put Juno Temple in charge. She seemed like she yeah. had a good idea for how shit should go. Yeah. She Every... seemed like she'd probably stand for the people. Everybody else is a... White cocksucker! <laughs> Goddamn right. Who's the hottest person in this movie? Uh, Juno Temple. Luke Evans. Dude. Yeah. I'm going with Luke. Dude, yeah, I'm with you. Dude, our, our man of the hour. Again, he Mr. just... Mr. Fast 6 himself. He oozes sexuality. He really like... does. Just the look about him. He's got sort of like an old-timey, like... He would be like in a 50s pirate movie or something. When he's got his little glasses on, oh, he's yeah. like reading those, that pamphlet. Those reading glasses, those were super hot. He was very studious, but oh, like, daddy. you know that he could just like flip that fucking table over and oh, then yeah. flip you over it. Mm -hmm. Start yeah, pounding away. Right there yep. on the kitchen floor. Spits in his hand, yep. rubs it on his cock and Broke shoves it up your style. ass. Yep, just starts plowing you. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, man. he's a sexy beast. Yeah, I mean, if anyone's got that swashbuckler look, it's him. Yeah, it, and... That's he should have been given more to, to just, do. That seems to just be the way his goatee naturally grows. He's got a swashbuckler's goatee. Yeah, he really does. I mean, this guy, I don't know why he isn't a bigger star. Put Luke Evans in anything. Seriously. Man. I'll watch I'll, him. I will go see that shit. Yeah, I'll even, we'll watch Dracula Untold for this podcast. I don't give a fuck. Oh, is that him? He's yeah. the Draculas? He's Dracula. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
Right. Now I have to watch it. Well, we will. Um, maybe we'll watch it in October. All um, right. Yeah, get our, our spooktober. I figured when uh, after we're done catching up and we do Hobbs and Shaw with Nikki and all that, and then we start doing our commentary tracks for the Fast movies, uh, for our in-between movies, I was thinking we would just put the names of a bunch of actors in a bucket or a hat and, start and then pulling just, them out. just draw a name. And then after we draw a name, we pick a movie we want to watch, and that's our next pick. I'm down. Just I dig totally that. Totally random. Like at the end of every week's episode, yeah, pick it like, out. All right, yeah. let's figure out what we're doing next I fucks time. with that. I like that idea. Uh, should Powers Booth have been in this movie? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Dude, get rid of Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Bring in Powers yeah. Booth. Yeah, I mean, I like Waltz, but Booth would have just... Owned he, it. He would have had this that gravity that like everything revolves around this Richa show, Roba show, man. Which is like what I feel like that character needs, yeah. but Christoph Waltz just didn't bring to it. He just didn't it. bring it. I want Booth sitting in there, smoking the big cigar, uh-huh. playing chess with himself. Yep. Fucking shit-talking the king or whatever. Whatever the fuck this character did. The yeah. reveal of Christoph Waltz from the pan up to the chessboard to his fucking goatee, yep. his head. <laughs> his goofy goatee. He looked like some fucking Field of England shit. Yep. Yeah, throw Booth in that role, I think. Agreed. Um, how many Coronas out of six? Two and a half. That's... I think we gave Resident Evil 1 a 3, and I was yeah. going to go like half lower than that. Yep. I definitely like the re- both the Resident Evils that we watched more, more than this. The yeah. same. They're more fun. They're this more entertaining is, through and through. Of all the Anderson stuff I've seen, this might be the weakest. I'm trying to think. Mortal Kombat's better. I like Event Horizon a lot more. I mean, Mortal Kombat fucking rules. Yeah, all th- three of those Resident Evils he did. And I never saw the final chapter. but Neither did I. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it was on like Stars or something, and I couldn't rent it. I have it downloaded, yeah. but I was just like, I got like so burnt out on the Resident Evil. Yeah, I was like, I, mean, I don't really give a shit how this succession. ends. Uh, but they ended it with so tantalizingly with the White House being attacked. Oh yeah, and fucking up Wesker's with God there. Wesker, yeah, who knows? Yeah, this is probably the weakest I've seen from Anderson. I don't know. Yep, it just didn't do it for me. Yeah, make it more, uh, give it a, uh, a heartier political charge, a little more swashbuckling. Yep. Uh, juice up that action. Maybe a lot more. Just cut out like fifteen to twenty minutes. Honestly, yeah, it's like an hour and forty-five minutes. Yeah, and it did not need to be that stuff long. In the middle, yeah, who cares? Don't care about it. Yep. Give me the swords. Give me the airships. Give me Mads Mikkelsen with a fucking eye patch. Yeah. You you had all the ingredients for greatness, mm-hmm. and then you went and like fucking Hell's yeah. Kitchen yourself. Like you need Gordon Ramsay screaming yep. at you. This was yeah somebody trying to make an ice cream dish or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had a perfect cocktail sitting right there and just spilled it on your shirt halfway up to your fucking mouth. And Looking like an asshole. A little bit of it in. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, not a fan. I think that was a fantastic metaphor. That was beautiful. <laughs> uh, so next week, we fi- okay, we're watching Haywire. Yeah, Haywire. I'm down to do that. That's our other villain, our villainess from uh, Fast 6. Well, sorry, spoilers, because she's a traitor. So yeah. She's the Rock's buddy the whole movie. That one's a nice... God, Soderbergh, that one's a nice, tight 93 minutes. That is what I'm talking about. Now, that's got Carano, Fassbender, McGregor, Channing Tatum, Michael Douglas, Antonio Banderas, Bill Paxton, Michael Angarano, who I always got mixed up with Logan Lerman for a while. Dude, so many. Yeah. I mean, that's a a cast full of gods right there. Yep. And that'll be nice. 90, 93 minutes. I'm burning through all the Marvel movies right now, and it's getting fucking exhausting. Civil War, dude. It really, it killed the pace for me. Yeah. I was going through everything was good, and then Civil War's just boring, dude. It's just, man, Soderbergh knows how to make them. Crank them out. Nice tight 90, baby. That's all we need. Yeah. Good fight scenes in that, too. Haven't watched it in a little bit. Should be fun. I've never seen it, so never seen it. No, oh. but it's got my boy Banderas. It's got Zorro himself up mm-hmm. in this piece. God, might have to watch Zorro between it's, now and then. You should. It's got God Tatum. Mm-hmm. Love me some Channing. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody, this has been another installment of Pod Fast and Pod Furious. We hope you had just as much fun as we fucking did. Mm-hmm. And look up those pictures of Orlando Bloom's cock. Dope dick. Yeah, solid, 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 solid dick. Yep. I've been Davis. I've been Chance. And this has been Podfest and Pod Period. Salute. Me familia. Hot dog.